Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for Children's Sunday, April 17th, 2016. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Mallory Monroe, Children's Coordinator at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning is entitled, On Sensing God. God leads you beside still waters. But what if God led you into the water, away from the shore, and let it surround and revive you to the restoration you need? When you walk through dark valleys, both literal and figurative, war, famine, and destruction, or depression, addiction, and despair, God is with you and you have no fear, but what if you continuously walk through these dark places and can never seem to get out? Is God still there? Does God give up? The psalmist writes that God is with us in these dark places, with a shepherd's rod and staff to comfort us, as a shepherd comforts his sheep. If you know anything about sheep, you know that they are not known for their smarts, They constantly go astray, having to be found time and time again, sort of like us. So is God still there when the dark places never go away? Yes. Does God give up? No. The psalmist writes that God prepares a table in the presence of our enemies, the table being a powerful image for Christian readers. But what kind of food does God prepare Is it the bread and wine of the Eucharist or something else? And what if I don't want to share with my enemies? Are my enemies ones in human form, or do they live inside of me in the form of my deepest fears and shame? Why would I want to feast with enemies such as this? Perhaps there is redemption in the anointing of oil that comes, oil that keeps pests and infection from harming the shepherd's sheep, Oil that will heal and bring blessings that overflow. Then and only then will God's goodness and mercy follow, opening the doors of God's house, the house within which we are called to dwell all of our days. But what is God's house like? Is God's house here to be found now, or is it something yet to be? Have we had a glimpse of God's house yet? Do we make places in our homes and in our church buildings for people to dwell? These are only some of the questions that I drew out of my reading of Psalm 23 in preparation for today. As I read, all of my senses were engaged as I saw God in the form of a shepherd, felt the green pastures and the rod and staff, heard the sacred silence of still waters, tasted the feast prepared at the table, and smelled the fragrant offering of oil anointed upon my head. My senses drew me to reflect further upon the people who give us a sense of God and upon the places where God's presence is most profound. It also led me to think of the people and places who do quite the opposite of that, such as parents who neglect and abuse their children, sending them to school in dirty clothing, telling them they are worthless and choosing to spend their money on alcohol and drugs instead of on the children who deserve anything but that. There are homes with no running water and electricity in which people I know 
Children I know are living. People who live in my own town and children who go to my school. I wonder who God is to them. I wonder where their green pastures are. Where are there still waters? I wonder if they can even imagine a feast with an enemy, enemy called poverty that is suffocating them. I wonder if their cups have or ever will overflow. I wonder if they know that God's goodness and mercy chase after them and that they are called to live safely and securely in God's house. I wonder if they have even been invited to know such goodness and mercy or if the door has even been opened to them. And isn't God somewhere in the middle of those disparities or have I and have you failed to see God who lives even in the margins, leading us to see God's presence only in places that are all smiles and rainbows, I wonder. For me, the image of God as a shepherd makes sense, but I have never seen or known a shepherd, and I'm sure that many of you can relate. Therefore, especially on days when I feel most vulnerable and my capacities are exhausted, I think of God as the ocean, hearing, surrounding, and covering me with a saltwater healing, just as a shepherd cares for his sheep. On days when I need a reminder of joy, I think that perhaps God is a child named Hector in my first grade class. This child who comes from a Spanish-speaking home cannot yet read on a first grade level or put letters together to make actual words. Sometimes when he speaks to me, I don't understand anything, as his English and Spanish find a really funny way of jumbling together. But every single day, without fail, Hector asks me, Miss Monroe, can you please tie my shoe? I can't tie them. There are times when I want to say no because there's no telling where his shoestrings have been, but usually I get over it and I tie them anyway. He puts his shoe on my knee and I loop the laces into double knots, double knots that always seem to come undone at least five times a day. As I tie his shoes and work with him day after day, I feel the presence of God, not far and above, but within this child. I know that many things frustrate him, such as a language barrier, but he always tries to learn. In the same way, I know that many things frustrate God, as God walks beside us, watching us stumble and fall like sheep who go astray time and time again. God does not lose hope in us, just as Hector does not give up on teachers who feel as if they are failing in their efforts to teach him. He comes to school every day. He had perfect attendance this quarter. He asks me to tie his shoes every day, even though I obviously don't do a good job at it. So maybe I'm learning a bit about patience from God um, that I see in Hector. Maybe I'm learning a bit about humility as I tie dirty shoestrings time and time again. So I see God as a child, just as I see God as the ocean. Or perhaps God is a grandmother, like the one printed on the front of today's bulletin, whose house is safe and warm in a neighborhood strife with poverty and violence. This image was created by the African-American illustrator Tim Ladwig in his children's book, Psalm 23. Ladwig takes the readers through the streets of the inner city, causing them to reimagine the words of Psalm 23 with his illustration. A few weeks ago, on Wednesday night here at church, the children here and I engaged in a series of prayer stations centered on the 23rd Psalm. 
and how we sense God in our lives through places, people, and feelings. At the last station, children were asked to read the entirety of Psalm 23 and then rewrite the psalm using their own words. I know that sounds ambitious, but they did it. But I've worked with children, and I know that they are some of the most keen theologians, unafraid and willing to be a little bit more creative than their older counterparts. So just listen to what they had to offer in this writing exercise, keeping the words of the actual psalm in the back of your mind. First, God, you are my boss. I don't need a thing. You let me lie down in bed. You find me water to drink. You let me be who I want to be and send me in the right direction. You make me feel happy. Your arms make me feel safe. You serve me food to eat in front of my bullies. You, you revive my drooping head and I am filled with happiness. Your heart and body chase after me every day of my life. Then I am back home in the house of God. Second, God, you are my heaven. I don't need anything. You let me lie down in grass, and you find water for me to drink. You let me follow you. Even when I am afraid, you are beside me, and I am not afraid. Your soul makes me feel safe. You serve me food to eat at a banquet. You revive me, and I am filled with joy. Your angels chase after me. Then I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. Third, God, you are my savior. You let me lie down in green pastures and find me wells to drink from. You let me pray to you and send me in the right direction. Even when I am afraid, you tell me that I'm not afraid and you walk by my side. Your loving hug makes me feel safe. You serve me wonderful foods to eat. You revive me and I am filled with your spirit. Your loving soul and words chase after me all days. Then I'm back home in the house of God forever. Fourth, God, you are my helper. I don't need a thing. You let me lie down in bowls full of love, and you find memories for me to drink. True to your word, you let me find my own spirit and send me in the right direction. Even when I am afraid, you impact my life, and I am not afraid. Your kind talk makes me feel safe. You serve me love to eat in front of my haters, and I am filled with joy. Your thoughtfulness and love and your angels are with me. God, you are... Then I'm back home in the house of God all the days of my life. Last. God, you are my bear. I don't need a thing. You let me lie down in bed. You find water for me to drink. You let me bounce on a trampoline and send me in the right direction. When I am afraid, you make me feel better. Your protection makes me feel safe. You serve me food in front of my monsters. I am filled with love. You love me and you chase after me every day of my life. Then I'm back home in the house of God all the days of my life. So in response to this, I ask you to do the same. Reimagine the psalm. Think of who or what God is to you. How are you sensing God all the days of your life? If we paid better attention to the world and its people around us, I think we would have a better idea of the presence of God in it all.
So I leave you with these words. God, you are the ocean. God, you are a child with untied shoes. God, you are my grandmother with a safe house protecting me from harm. God, you are my boss who saves me from my bullies. God, you are my heaven and your angels are with me. God, you are my savior and you give me wonderful foods to eat. God, you are my helper and you let me lie down and rest in my bed. God, you are my bear and your protection makes me feel safe. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.